1: Welcome back to the Thinker Girls pod channel. I'm Stacey June. And
2: I'm Christy Mercer. And hopefully it is a welcome back. Mm. You know, like that you've been kicking around for a little bit. You like on what we're doing. And if it's not a welcome back and this is the legit the first welcome,
1: welcome. Yes, this is the 411 where we catch up on topics that are circling around the world that we're interested in. Um, and you may have heard other shows that we've dropped this week, which have been really heavily focused on endometriosis. It is endo-march month, which is creating awareness about this Pretty brutal disease that pr- but affects women, I was about to say primarily. Um, it could but affect- it does I don't affect... If it tra- affects trans women. I- Ooh, that's a conversation but it for would another it- day.
2: But by and large, it would affect men or, or other people in, you know, people in sufferers' lives, not physically. That's right. Yeah, it would but if you're a partner would. of oh. or a child of, like if you physically can't get out of bed, of course it affects everyone.
1: Yes, it does. Um, so listen back to those podcast they're really important and super interesting uh, we are going to do a Facebook live event that will be doing going up today the 29th of March today's Thursday at lunchtime mm-hmm. uh, with Sil and I which will be answering all of your questions anything to do with endometriosis the symptoms how you support someone uh, and different ways that you can manage it as well so please join us we're, we're really looking forward to getting Sil's information to you direct as well as any mm-hmm. questions you have about the way I've chosen to deal with my my symptoms.
2: Sidebar, how cool is it that there's a space that we've created to have these really important kind of conversations?
1: You've seen this a lot lately. Well, oh,
2: I am. I just feel a bit like hashtag gratitude because it is to be able to talk about something that is legit helping and making a difference in people's lives without having to, I don't know, do other bits and pieces that aren't that important, like that's why this channel is here.
1: Well, speaking of unimportant, I do want to speak about how Barbara Streisand inclined her dog. So, <laughs> I get we what still you're need saying. to have a lull, though. I yes? get what <laughs> you're saying, but that is what I want to bring to the four one one today. Okay,
2: and to the four one one today, I want to bring uh, a bit of a maths kind of recap. Married at First Sight. I know it was you know last week that things wrapped up, but I've had a bit of a thought process around maths and reality TV shows and their responsibility around villains.
1: Okay.
2: On the shows. I feel after like the this. word
1: responsibility and villains is two things that do not go hand in hand with reality television. Like <laughs> isn't the villain isn't that the point? I would I would like to start with okay. some serious business and a serious topic that I have been busting to share on this particular show the 411 for weeks, but it just hasn't been the right time. And that is that A, you can clone your dogs now and B Barbara Streisand has done it. And not just doing wait, it where wait, wait, she's wait. cloned her dog and then one day she will have dogs of her original dog in the future. She now owns the dogs of the clone of her old dog. Are you sure you haven't been fooled by some kind Mate, of like
2: entertainment? I have site? all
1: the information you might need to know. In twenty seventeen, Samantha, Bab's dog, died. Cast it out. How, uh, is this a new thing that you can clone? Dogs. I didn't know anything about what it. What the fuck? And to be fair, my dog Charlotte died probably five years ago now. When I was living in Cairns doing Brecky Radio, oh, she you, got oh. run over in front of me. It's probably the most. Oh, it was one of the most horrific moments of my life. It probably the, and well, up there, and I actually think I would have done something similar because that is how much I loved that dog, her. Where is she her. now
2: that maybe the technology can...
1: She's in ashes, mate. Oh, yeah. Well, and now I'm in at the Port Melbourne Beach, which who knows where <laughs> it is by this point. Maybe Tasmania. Go around with a metal detector or yeah. something. <laughs> what, in the ocean? <laughs> Sounds like a grand idea. I'm trying
2: to be hopeful here, okay. No, she is long gone.
1: Yes, but Babs's dog is not. Her name was Samantha what? and she is... I've never heard of this dog, Cotton D... Tier, like cotton something. Is that the breed? Yeah, I've never heard of it. It's like a white fluffy Maltese. I'm still. I mean, Maltese Terrier.
2: I am still trying to wrap my small brain around the fact that. You can clone like I knew that when they were you know talking about three D printers like not that long ago that and still I was, gets me and then I yeah. only believed it when it
1: was on Grey's Anatomy yeah they show you how it actually happens oh, and because I've She's seen like it like making a liver out of this thing I've like, seen it, was, it
2: on a similar thing like an RPA one of those Doc you know Aussie Doco whatever oh,
1: see I wouldn't have even bought it on the real stuff yeah. I bought it from Grey
2: and Dr. I was Grey. like this is full on but to, to know that you can create not just a body part but actually a living breathing being like. Are there – I'm trying to think of the laws around this kind of shit because well, surely there would be some kind of ethical It all came out because she
1: only revealed it last month. So <laughs> she had she's done it like a year ago. So Samantha, the original dog who it's been cloned of in 2017, died, but she had already had cells taken from Samantha's mouth and stomach ready for the moment, right? So then last year she made two dogs – clones of Samantha called Miss Violet and Miss Scarlet. Wait, wait, wait.
2: So you can clone the dog as many times as you want?
1: It's not like one
2: and then you can clone well, it again once?
1: She must have. Like, that's what she's done. Um, but apparently there's other celebrities that have cloned their dogs that have come out since, like Diane Von Fustenberg, the designer. Yeah. I don't know who Barry Diller is, but he Diller. was on this list. Um, but basically means that you get a genetic twin of a dog born at a later date. So the cloned dog shares similar characteristics to the original dog, including appearance, their behavior, how smart they are. Um, you can get reproductive cloning or therapeutic cloning. So reproductive is kind of a full living copy. So it's like genetically identical, which is a bit creepy. Therapeutic cloning is removal of, I think it's like a nucleus that contains similar genetic material. So I think In this instance, it was like the Mm. mouth or stomach, the same thing. And then it's transferred into an unfertilized egg and the nucleus goes and then it creates its own kind of concoction of a dog, which which would have some of the DNA in it. Because you can't – so say you're Babs, right? Say it was a child. You've had a child with Jimmy and then you want to have another child with Terry. You've still got some of your – your DNA, because it's you, right? Whereas dogs, you can't. You this is the only way you can get to keep them alive, unless you get them to cl- you get, Unless you get them to have babies like they would usually, but a lot of the time they're too old, or they you haven't thought about that in time.
2: I uh, where yeah. There's a, I've got a lot of questions.
1: So are the dogs it's not allowed in Australia before. You oh, think
2: okay. About it. So the dogs that she's the dogs that she's created are uh, they like the twin version so they're not the actual carbon carbon well, copy Well she hasn't
1: it? said she oh hasn't my. said which which kind of cloning she did but she has said that they do have different personalities so i assume she went with the therapeutic cloning
2: wouldn't you think that would be so traumatic
1: like yeah, think it like
2: that's what i mean like think about getting a carbon copy or a twin copy of of a dog and Dogs aren't just pets; they are members of your family. Mm. You love them like you do a brother or a sister or a child. And now there is an exact copy of a dog to fill this void that can never be filled because it's not the dog.
1: Yeah, and then it's running around and with a different costs, name. It costs a hundred, like like a hundred thousand bucks. So, like, it's not cheap. I mean, Babs can afford it, obviously, but she can afford bloody two. That's why she's
2: got the the duo pair running around a lot
1: more than two. I think, but yeah, you're right. So the other weird thing is that she has a third dog, (laughs) which isn't a clone, but it's a distant cousin called Miss Fanny.
2: No. Yes. No,
1: and it's called Miss Fanny. Yes. So she's got Miss Fanny, and what are the other two running Uh, around? Miss Violet, Miss Scarlet, all. All distant relatives, if not clones, of Samantha the dead dog.
2: Shit! So she's created like an like almost like an underground society of Samantha in in in, uh, homage to Samantha, pretty much to Miss Samantha.
1: Well, no, it's just Samantha. The others Um, are Miss. Oh, (laughs) okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm
2: I'm forgetting the dog hierarchy here. Yeah, there's clearly like Samantha is God. God does not have Mister God. He's not called Mister God. (laughs) You know what I mean? But then Jesus it's could be true. Mr. Jesus because that's true. a name.
1: Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, so it's, it's really, really common, I think, another <laughs> thing I need to say, which is going to add another spanner to the No, words. no, no. Wait, can you say in it slowly because South-
2: I need okay. to process this mentally.
1: This all started in South Korea where they opened a commercial lab. So now Of South- course it's happened in South Korea. And it's called, are you ready? Are you ready for the name of this place? Let me brace myself. Not you, but you. (laughs) They've cloned eight hundred ninety-five dogs. You're joshing me. So So Babs has
2: gone to North Korea. South, sorry, South. Very big difference. Okay. (laughs) So Babs has said, "All right, get my PA on the phone to South Korea and call up." Not you, but you. Yeah. And then get them to clone Samantha, but not clone full twin and eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These two misses yeah, yeah. of Samantha, who is now God of Dogs.
1: I don't know where Miss Fanny came from, <laughs> but I don't think she was involved in the South Korea transfer. Where,
2: where will this shit end? Like, will she just. There will obviously be a lineage. Like, imagine if this will continue with Babs's kids. You know what I mean? Like, her well, great, 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 great.
1: Well, Babs' not having. No, but it.
2: her dog kids.
1: It's but, also a bit full on because apparently, well, according to Peter. Cloning has a high failure rate, so a lot of dogs are caged and tormented, and it doesn't. I think they're saying that with you know, there's obviously good intentions behind why people do this. Obviously, a lot of love, obsessive love, some would say, Um, but it it isn't great for the animals.
2: Answer me this: Do you think that when you're going through grief, losing you know a person in your life or a pet in your life? Mm. You're probably not in a great headspace to be thinking about that stuff because that's a fairly big decision to be making.
1: I mean, it's the same as the grief is the same. It doesn't matter if it's a dog or if it's a human. And I remember seeing. I would for I think it was almost a year would turn around and think I saw Charlotte and not just like dogs like Cavies like her. I would if I saw I remember seeing one of Charlotte's mates, like one of my mate's dogs that she got along quite well with. I remember the first time I saw him think he saw Charlotte. Oh, my God. It was so strange. And in this instance, it was a cavy. But even Preston, the dog, my best mate's dog, ran up to this dog and thought it was Charlotte. And I had realised that for six months I'd been experiencing the same but not even with cavy dogs. So it's just... Yeah, the grief is raw and ripe in all kinds of ways because I think you can't send them off the same way you send off a human as well. Mm, So you don't really get that. No, Mm. and I tried to make ceremony of it, and then I felt really silly to invite anybody. And it's a real, it's a real confusing time. So that's
2: what I mean, like where are people's headspace at if you're in that grieving, real vulnerable kind of place to be creating new
1: life? You have so much money. Do you know what I mean? Like that's another thing. You've just got so much money that you can do whatever you want. Secondary to that, I'm so intrigued about when it
2: comes to, you know, Setting precedents, um, and and laws and those kind of things around this stuff, and how that then affects humans. Like, I'm even freaked out that in America it's legal to be able to choose the sex of your baby through IVF. Like, I just mm. think there's some kind of because Chrissy Teigen really famously did that. She wanted to to have a girl, mm. and that was really widely reported. And I even that in its like that in itself freaks meow yeah, to be like well there's something a bit divine that you're messing with and obviously it's providing such an amazing um thing for couples that can't ordinarily mm-hmm. conceive but then where do you draw the line so mm-hmm. then if you're already cloning beings and it's obviously possible to to clone because babs has got a couple running around in her backyard mm-hmm. where do you draw the line like will that then become a thing With humans and ethics, and how does that well? I think that's where we
1: currently are. But as somebody that will be considering going through alternative ways to conceive, it is a really interesting conversation because where do you stop when you potentially are so grateful to have been a person that's able to build a family from those kinds of methods? What's it? What? What is it? How do you have the right to say that your your experience and what your needs are are more important than someone else's?
2: You know yeah, what I mean? Like
1: it's it is full on. But
2: then imagine. But then imagine if this was possible for, to clone humans. Like you lose somebody in your life, or a baby, or a partner, or, and then you bring back a version of them that's not really them because they don't have the same memory. Like it reminds Can me of the you fucking. you
1: imagine Black me, Mirror? Imagine you die, Black Mirror, and then I would get part two. But did you see that? Christy part two. Did
2: you see that episode that of Black is Mirror? Fucking
1: hilarious. I reckon she would be a bit, like, even a bit off center. Like it would be you, but like you'd be behind the beat. So I'd be like saying a even story more so to you. than I am now. Yeah, but when you t- when we tell a joke or whatever, it's like a singing song. Like you're just in each other's minds. I reckon I'd be like yeah, and then Christy Part Two would be like yeah, like about a beat after. No, but that would it'd be, be weird. But that would
2: be so traumatic because you're like it's you, but it's not. It's the same. That's why they called it in South Korea. You, but not you. <laughs> that would just it's be actually brilliant. <laughs> I hope they use the letter U instead of the word. No. You, but not you. No.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, What the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!"
2: Okay, I want to talk about, that's so good. I want to talk about maths. Yeah. Married at first sight in Australia. Far out. This season has just gone bonko banana balls.
1: I'm only entertaining this because it is so big. I mean, mm-hmm. this year we had a real conversation around, obviously we do so many things and topics that we're invested in ourselves, right? But we, were, we made such a focus since our live shows last year, actually, that it would become about our posse just as much as us. So yeah. what do you want us to talk mm-hmm. about? I'm just so disappointed that you guys want to hear about <laughs> it. Like I am here doing it because I'm no, a, ma- no, no. a woman of my word. I was have meant to say a man of my word then. I'm a woman of my word, but I am disappointed that this is where we're at.
2: Babes, don't be disappointed because it's not just the posse. It's moi.
1: Exactly. I am now on the bandwagon
2: of maths. And I know shit wrapped up about a week ago, but I still feel like there's this flow and effect now of this week where people are literally looking at each other going, what the fuck do we do with our weeknights now? Like there is a gaping hole in my life that I don't know how to fill. And Bachelor in Paradise is only going to fill it to a certain point. Like it's not going, you know what I mean?
1: We've seen them before. They didn't fall in love the first time. And if they do the second time, (laughs) big whoop. You know what I mean? Like everyone does every day. We don't have to watch it again. <laughs> so maths. I mean, the the couple that everybody
2: was and the and the, what the, is the, they were left calling to talk it. about
1: though. Just give me a moment to be able to explain it.
2: The, the I've explained this to you a million and one times, but the Dean and Tracy thing, right? They were together. He was a big brutish dick. He emotionally cheated on her with Davina and then everybody was like, he's the most hated man in Australia. But then the final episode, the big dinner party last week that everybody was losing their minds about, and not just chicks, guys. Like I was, I was at a wedding a couple of weeks back and the guys were pissed because they were like, Off, we're gonna miss out on maths. I'm, I'm shattered. And they were all talking about their favourite couples, how they got starstruck when they saw someone in the shopping centre from the show. Like I've never heard this kind of response to a reality show. Carl and Jackie
1: O, which we found out on our show, on our live video a couple weeks ago, that people think are more higher profile than Carl Stefanovic, which I found so interesting. Mm -hmm. But they generally don't. They don't muck around. They don't really get out of the studio for much. They're kind of like interviewing the A-class celebrities across the world and for you to get them out of the studio to do anything else is something they don't need to do anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. But then I saw a video (laughs) last week of (laughs) Kyle and Jack. Both of them. Both of them, which we know like firsthand that is unheard of, out of the studio with all of the mass people doing their haunted house. Yeah. I just I was like and I I was like, wow and even you could see Jackie was excited to yeah. be speaking to them. That's
2: what I mean. And I was like, what the hell is this? Okay, so from that, the couple that I was just telling you about, that was like the the big thing that everyone was kind of talking about, right? This particular couple where the guy had strayed, said he wanted to go and hook up with another chick, Davina, and there was a lot of hate around these two and a lot of people going yes. like, okay, go, Tracy. Got that. You
1: can listen to that on Episode 8. All right, but just the
2: reason that I'm bringing up this couple again and the fact that Davina is pulled into this kind of mess is this thought process that I've had whilst watching maths and, the you know, last week, shows in particular, the kind of, host you know shows where they kind of have the big dinner party and all that kind of stuff is around the responsibility from tv producers and networks that put together these reality shows typecast people and naturally for good tally there needs to be a villain you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. for any kind of good storyline, there's a bad guy or there's a bad girl that people can feel united in loving to hate. And for this particular season, um, one of those very much so is Davina. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she has been labeled the most hated person in Australia, even now, you know, a little bit on from the show. And she did this uh, Instagram video and she put it up on YouTube, this is a couple of weeks ago, where... She spoke about her devastation at the cyberbullying that she's received after the show. She said these, and I quote, I barely got out of this whole ordeal alive. I can't even imagine what it would be like for younger boys and girls who have to deal with this alone And you can say what you want about the, you know, the way she was on the show. You know, she didn't seem like the warmest person. Like she seemed like, you know, you watch it and you go, oh, she's one of these chicks that, you know, has got her head up her ass, blah, blah, blah. And you make these kind of assumptions based on what you're seeing. But then it, it did make me feel a bit uncomfortable watching the show because I was like it's one thing to work in media right like we do have done it for years and with that sadly but it is the reality of working in this space that you do open yourself up to a certain amount of shit that you cop from people that are strangers people that pass opinions on what you do what your opinions are the way that you look i've received death death threats before about that video that i posted you know last year about the why does it take so long for a pharmacist to do a script you know but that in a way comes part in parcel with the job and I look at somebody like Davina and I'm like you're just this 26 year old bikini model you've applied for this reality show for whatever reason maybe it's to boost your business your online profile or just for a bit of fun and you have been completely um, made into a character even if you were a little bit like that it's been completely ramped up we know the way that things are edited and produced and those kind of things. And I think the general Joe knows that anyway now. Um,
1: yeah, they do, but they have no interest in – they've got no interest in choosing the reality, which this is the irony. They're not interested, the viewer and the basic Joe or the well, basically the entire country because this basic Joe is almost everybody. That, that's how many people have watched this show. They choose to not choose the reality, which is they know reality TV isn't reality. So we're smart enough to know that now. But everyone is so fucking lazy to even think about that, that they're very happy to sit in front of their TV, get the entertainment element of it, and sit in that.
2: So that's what I've been thinking about, right, where I'm like, what's that saying about us as people and as a society where we know that level, right, as you just mentioned, which we I do think know. is right. Originally we may not yeah, have, yeah.
1: but everyone knows it now.
2: But I was like, why are people, and I'm including myself in this too, like why are we getting off so much on hating people? And I saw this article, it was on the ABC actually, and there was uh, Emma A. Jane from the University of New South Wales was talking about this particular topic and looking into why online hate seems so uh, enjoyable and talking about hate speech and you know how hate watching has turned into hate speech everybody has a a microphone now with online and all that kind of stuff and and she was talking about in this article about how it makes people feel better about their own lives and also and she said the worst of it actually comes from women Mm. because in a way women are the first offenders um, in terms of online abuse directed towards other women on shows because often the villain is a woman because in the end Dean well, because in the say end that. Dean did the exact same thing you know and everyone hated him at first but, but name
1: then- name another male villain from any reality show. even Jared, who from The Bachelor who got so much attention for being the five sage clinger was still you know everybody loved him at the end. Oh, like there was that was David like-
2: that David guy I remember from Sam Frost's Bachelor series, Bachelorette? No, I don't even oh, remember. Yeah. That's but how, I do- it
1: wasn't to the level. I know who Davina is. But
2: MKR is full on for this because every single season, and I did notice this about a year ago where I was like every single villain on this show has been a duo of two women. Mm. And Dr. Jane actually said in this ABC article the fact that women are the worst perpetrators because in a way them condemning and distancing themselves from bad behaviour by women then separates them further.
1: But then also by women being the people that entertain the kind of storyline and then keep the conversation happening online, producers look and see what what evokes emotion or yeah. evokes conversation if that – happens then that feeds back into their casting for the next season Mm. and you continue and continue and it is it's really goes back to that gossiping high school stuff where when you were in high school you kind of got away with being a little bitch or a little brat or a bully because you were learning to be an adult and you were learning to consider people's feelings and you were learning those kinds of things and bullying is so awful in school but I think a lot of people do A lot of people do grow out of it and come to regret their behavior in Mm. high school. But then it's like with these shows, they're not respected enough to be actual television talent or Mm. people that are, you know, in inverted commas, credible in the industry. So then they're almost like these dartboards Mm. for behavior that makes you, A, like you said, feel good about yourself. But B, in my opinion, it allows you to be lazy, it allows you to be lazy, like the way, the exact same reason I watch The Kardashians, right? Mm, I like to lazy if and mm. laze around and watch mm. it. But what I do with my behavior after that is not anything of what I see and what you've been telling me about this. Is that you, so that begins with the lazy thing, right? So you're already not really, not really, I guess, uh, flexing any muscles in your brain to watch these shows. So you're already setting a precedence of where your mood is at, right? And then what happens is, your, your whole attitude and your demeanor becomes lazy in that you give yourself a free reign to not think and then say things mm. that you would never, ever say in real life. Not to mention. And I find that being evoking this lazy part of ourselves that we kind of don't give a shit.
2: Not to mention the more, like if you do it once or twice and you enjoy doing it, the more you're going to do it. And not just, as you said, TV networks will continue to do it because you do what works and this works, right? But I think the more you hate on people or have conversations with people about, oh, Davina, she seems like such a bitch or bubba, The more you no, no, do say that.
1: say the exact words that you have told me people have said to you about this.
2: So actually a mate of mine um, last week when we were talking about the show goes, Davina is the spawn of Satan, And I was like, whoa. And it was at that point, that's what started this kind of thought process. Because it's been in the back of my mind watching other reality shows too, where I'm like, the the level, the level and the ferocity towards people that we see on this show and other reality shows, but this chick in particular, Davina. I was like, there's something here. Like, there's, she is portraying some kind of archetype of a of a woman that we've all maybe seen at a club or been friends with and been bullied by in high school. Like, it's triggering something well, in people somewhere to have that level of disconnect that this is a person and this is a produced TV show.
1: But I think it's not just triggering. I think it's also allowing people to be mean. Mm. It's not just that, oh, this is triggering me, so I'm going to call someone a spawn of Satan. It's It's evoked a conversation that has allowed that behavior to be okay. And if you're the kind of person that speaks like that, it means you are a person that likes to fall back on that kind of behavior. I would never say something like that, even if it was Davina, even if I was triggered. Mm. That's not who I am. Mm. It's not my makeup. And so it exposes people as well. Mm. Who the hell speaks like that about someone in real life or not? But it allows people to bring out a side of them which, like I said, makes them lazy in their thought process, their empathy, their consideration, their intellect, and allows them to then shoot from the hip and say these ridiculous it's pretty, things. Because
2: it's pretty ugly, it
1: is, And it is quite confronting
2: to see sides of people's personalities that you don't normally – I'm not normally seeing that kind of side of this particular person's personality on the reg.
1: But I think it exists, if I'm honest. I think mm. it doesn't just – I think in some cases, of course, it would if you feel like you were bullied and by these particular instances, maybe it does trigger some people. But I also think that this environment – of what this does allows people to be mean.
2: I just feel like we're on a very slippery slope at the moment, right? And I just have this real fear and touch wood this doesn't happen. But in future, and I'm not just talking about mass, but I mean all reality TV shows, not just in Australia but throughout the world. If somebody is copying that kind of online hate and that leads to some kind of self-harm or suicide or something really horrific, it's, it's actually going to have to get to that point, I think, for this industry and society to look at this and go, whoa, what are we actually doing here? Because at the moment it feels very unconscious you well, just go with what i what people are watching and also where where's the responsibility like I wonder if tally networks and I can't comment because I don't know what the process is but uh is there kind of you know psychological help is there therapy is there a support system because the people that are putting together you know these kind of shows and these kind of characters would know that there is going to be backlash and that people are going to love to hate people
1: i'll tell you what there isn't you're offered it but people don't take it so there isn't so the responsibility comes from you as a person Mm. like who are you and what do you want to do with your life do you want to spend Half of your week talking mean shit about somebody that's not real mm. because this is what I mean. We know that this reality show is not a reality show. It's a scripted, very heavily produced drama series that's been created and sold as reality. So there are, there's someone behind there that hasn't had control over that storyline and if you want to buy into it and then you want to behave badly, that's on you. That is on you. If you have spoken awfully about this Davina character, you don't know her, and you've bought into this. Enjoy the entertainment. Mm. I enjoy the Kardashians, but I also know that it's not real, mm. and I don't go around bagging them. Yeah, like we you need can to wake enjoy it. But yeah. it's on you. Like it's mm. on us. It's on mm. people. So. I think there's a like this stuff has been being sold to us for years and years. But you're right, we're very aware it's not reality anymore. It feels
2: yeah, it feels like it's at a different, but also a different level of ferocity too.
1: Yeah, at the moment
2: now, because reality TV has been around for a long time, you know, but. You're right.
1: If you want to weigh in on this conversation, we'll be having it across our socials at some point today and um, the next few days. So please join us on Facebook or Instagram. And we'd also love for you to share anything that you've enjoyed this week on the podcast.
2: Yeah, you can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify or stream at thethinkergirls.com.au. Coming
1: up over the next few weeks, you will hear from Yelena Dokic who has wrote a tell-all book a few months ago. We cannot wait to share that with you. Michelle Chevalier-Hedge who is our resident dietitian and and speaks really really thoroughly about women's hormones and what you can do to change your diet she is the woman behind my mm-hmm. diet change with my endometriosis and it 100% has helped my pain um, and we are also speaking to Lucy Peach a comedian who'll be coming up in the next few weeks as can't
2: well. wait you guys chat soon bye You know what our favourite time of the week is? That is when we get to go live with you, our posse, and chat about whatever you guys want. We
1: absolutely love going live on Facebook, but you'll only get notified that we're online if you follow us, the Thinker Girls on Facebook. Yeah, we get to say hello to you, give you guys an update on hashtag our lives and answer the questions that you've been dying to ask us. So once a week, make sure that you hang in on the Thinker Girls Facebook page to find out when you can find us.